You are listening to episode 51 of the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about relationship stress. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun podcast. I'm your host, certified coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most. All right, let's get started. Hello, hello. Oh, this is so fun. This series has been so fun to do. This is Less Stress School. For the entire month, I have been recording podcasts, getting back to the basics, talking about different types of stress and how they're unique and surprising reasons people report that they're stressed that may not be the obvious reasons, and then things you can do about it to manage that stress. Today is the last of that Back to basic series. We're going to be talking about relationship stress. For today's episode, that can mean a romantic relationship. That can mean relationships with families, friends, even colleagues at work. Recently, I did an episode specifically on parenting stress, since there is a different dynamic with parenting then shows up in some of these other relationships in our life. First, I'm going to talk about the reasons that I hear people are stressed in their relationships. Now, it may not be the obvious surface reasons, like maybe if you're having a disagreement with someone, these stressors may not be the first way your brain describes the situation. I hope this gives you another way of looking at interactions and relationships that your mind might label stressful. Then we're going to talk about what you can do about it. Relationships may cause thoughts and feelings for you that you would consider to be very stressful. How do you manage that? What are reasons that people feel stressed in their relationships? As you can expect, I have a lot of relationships in my own life and have had a lot of relationships over the duration of my life. And I work with thousands of people. And a lot of those conversations are around how they're living with and dealing with other people. Probably the top reason people feel stressed in relationships is that people are out of control. I mean, they're out of our control. Ha ha. That was kind of a joke. The truth is, people are going to do what they're going to do. Adults, definitely, they have every right and responsibility to do what they're going to do. And then when you think even about like children, we can tell them, but they're still ultimately in charge of their own minds and bodies. That really stresses people out. Another reason people feel stressed in their relationships is that other people are inconsistent. Sometimes they may be in a good mood one day and grumpy the next day, or they may say one thing one day and something different an hour later. And quite honestly, we're inconsistent in our own selves. I mean, just pause and think about in the relationship with yourself, are you really consistent or are you sometimes one way and sometimes another way? And yet, I do think it's very interesting that we'll look at other people's behavior and describe it as that's how they are. 
I've been studying about personality because as a coach, I'm so curious what changes can be made in a person if they wanted to. I will probably do a lot of podcast episodes about that, but one of the things that is coming up through researching personality psychology specifically is that we explain our behavior. Oh, it was for this reason, or I was in a bad mood that day, or I was in a great mood that day, or I was going through a phase. But when we look at other people's behavior, we do expect more consistency out of them because our brain wants to filter our understanding of them and and ha- and make sense of it. But it's stressful when people are inconsistent, just like we're inconsistent. Another huge aspect of stress is that we're often conditioned to tell people what we want and have them comply. I see this very, very often in romantic relationships and even in manager-employee dynamics. Well, I told them what I expect from them and they should just deliver. Or my favorite, this is, I'm also being silly here, or they may say something like, you know, if they should just want to do this because they know that I expect this behavior of them. And I think that expectation Expecting other people to behave a certain way in order to make us feel something, it's a huge stress in relationships. I think it's a real bummer to be on the receiving end of that too, right? Have you ever been in a relationship where someone has expected you to deliver something that just didn't feel like authentically great to you? And yet there's so much cultural messaging around that. Then there's all these expectations going around and demands for people to comply, and we're not taught how to handle differences in opinions. We're taught to influence and to do what we can to make other people to control them, to have them be consistent, to have them do what we expect so we can feel okay. But when there's disagreement, I don't know about you, but I had the only training or education I had was what was modeled for me. It's not like we're actually taught ways to show up for disagreement, not just how to speak up, not how to share our opinion, but how to process it in our own minds and and emotionally. I see relationships where differences of opinion or what is labeled conflict are very stressful, mostly because the people involved in the conversation aren't skilled in how to handle everything that comes up with that. That leads me to the last reason that people feel stressed in relationships, and that's that we do tend to expect ourselves and others to manage emotions with logic. What do I mean by that? Well, first of all, what is a feeling or an emotion? I use those words interchangeably, but if you notice feeling annoyed, so let's just take a work example. Somebody asks a a question of you, you feel annoyed, and sometimes we'll say, well, the reason that I'm annoyed is what they did, how I feel about it, and we expect that a logical understanding will reduce or eliminate uncomfortable emotions. And by the same token, we actually think that using logic and reasoning is going to increase our positive emotions too, as if those things were totally and always inherently connected. 
just think about it. Notice when you're in relationships and things feel a little stressful, how much you ask your brain to go to work to make you feel better at the emotion that's happening in your body. Those are reasons that we lovingly stress each other out all the time, we humans. (laughs) So what can we do about it? Well, I have three suggestions today. The first thing, write down everything you want from the relationships in your life and ask why. Really get to know yourself. If you're just starting out with this, just pick two to four key relationships in your life. They could be with actual human people or imaginary. You could say, oh, in my romantic partner, here is what I expect. Just write it out, unfiltered. Ask your brain to just take take a break. You can relax and just let that subconscious brain or the stream of consciousness, whatever you want to call it, write down everything you wish, everything you expect, everything you want from these relationships. And then take a break. And a couple days later, come back and read what you wrote and say, I wonder why I want this. I'll give a specific example. There's someone that I was working with was expecting that their partner would celebrate birthdays a certain way. They're like, I just got a card and birthdays are a big deal. And I want to, I wanted a, a party or to go out to eat and have some friends get together. We talked about, well, okay, so this is what your wish is, but why? What would it mean to you if these things were a part of your relationship? How would you turn that into meaning for yourself? That's step one. Write down everything you want from the key relationships in your life. Later, after your mind's had a chance to cool, ask yourself why. The second thing is, and it's very simple advice, very interesting to practice, just allow people to be who they are. That person, they're throwing a temper tantrum. I guess they're having a tantrum. Just allowing, accepting other people's behavior, we often can only offer other people, what we can offer ourselves. For me, it actually works backwards in this instance. When I notice that I'm more allowing, oh, I guess this person's going to have that political opinion. I can share my opinion, but they get to have theirs. I have found that one of the residual benefits for me of allowing other people to be who they are. This is what's showing up today. They're inconsistent. I'm out of, con- they are not in my control. They're, I may not even be able to influence it. That's awesome. I'm just going to allow them to be who they are. It allows me to strengthen the relationship with myself. Ah, so yes, that leads me right into the number three suggestion, which is work on the relationship with yourself. Our relationships in life, yes, they're with other people. We do things, we say words, we think thoughts. They do things, they say words, they think thoughts. And everything else that it comprises what you would cause or call a relationship. And the most important relationship you have is with the person that you spend every living second of your life with. That's with you. How can you first allow yourself to be who you are? That doesn't mean that you don't want to do what you're capable of. It doesn't mean that you don't have goals for yourself. It means just being like, yeah, this is what's happening today. One of my favorite questions, if you stick around this podcast long enough, you'll hear me say it. So this is happening. Now what? 
like applying that question to yourself can be a beautiful, simple way to allow yourself to be who you are and then step into intention for yourself. To recap, just a rundown of reasons people feel stress about their relationships is that other people are out of our control. (laughs) That can seem stressful. That people are inconsistent, and so are we. That we often ask people to behave a certain way, to generate experiences for us so that we can feel a certain way. We ask them to do things to minimize our discomfort. We aren't taught how to handle differences of opinion or how to be elegant and mature about conflict. We expect to manage our emotions that arise in these relationships with logic. And instead of just sometimes being like, yeah, I'm really annoyed and letting the feeling be its own little separate life force. It just can, those feelings can just be. You don't need to explain them or logic them away. Then the three things that I suggest about how to manage relationship stress is, first of all, just know what you want and why. Getting clear on that, you may cross some things off that list and free yourself from a lot of stress. If you're like, oh, I didn't realize I was expecting that. Well, hmm, I wouldn't want that to be expected of me. All right, well, I'll stop doing that then. (laughs) Seriously, that has transformed so many of the relationships in my life. I cannot even tell you. And that leads into the second suggestion, allow people to be who they are. Full stop, allow people to be who they are. And third, work on the relationship with yourself. There is invitations to do work embedded in this episode. And yet I have an invitation for another journal experience you could create for yourself. Write down three times when three of your relationships felt the best. They could be relationships that are active in your life now or experiences that you've had in the past. Pick three relationships at a time when they felt the best and really relish the memory of that, the experience of that. And here's the exercise for you. Capture what you were thinking at the time things felt the best. Ask yourself, are any of those thoughts, are any of those feelings available to me in the most important relationships in my life right now? Because thoughts, they come up, thousands of them all day long, whether we like it them to or not. And we can also choose to practice thoughts on purpose. So if there was a time when your partner where you felt really connected, or even maybe there was a time where you felt like you and your boss were getting along really well. Connect to what you were thinking and ask yourself, you know what, could I practice that now? Because when it comes to practicing thinking, the answer is always sure. If you wanted to, you can practice any thoughts you want. That is your back to basics relationship stress episode. I think it was nice to connect to the basics in this back to school season, at least here in the United States. Everybody's brushed up on their algebra and their you know, how to handle stress. (laughs) And I am always open to suggestions for episodes. If you have them, please drop me an email at podcast at lisaschwaller.com. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying what you're learning, I'd love to have you as a member of the Less Stress, More Fun community on Facebook. Join me there to continue the conversation from the podcast 
Plus, you'll get access to things I share only with community members. I'll talk to you next week.